0: Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen into to today's message. Love's fun, and therefore, it can be fun learning about Jesus. So I have three gifts, and in each gift here, there is something different inside this gift. And today we're talking about so well, the next letter in the word hope, the Christmas series for church, was hope, and pastor wasn't here last week, but this week we're talking about the letter O, which stands for open. So who doesn't love opening gifts, right? So what's going to happen is I'm going to have three kids come up and three parents come up, and the kid gets to pick which gift their parent is going to have, and then the parents are going to have 30 seconds to reach inside this bag. They can't peek. No cheating. We don't like cheating. And they have to try and feel around and see if they can guess what is inside this bag. And if they guess it right, then their child gets to keep the gift. Oh, that you better. We have to have a lot of faith in our parents here, right? All right. So I'm gonna pick three kids really quick. Which kids want to come up here? I need three. All right. So I only have. I'm only able to pick three. So I look. I look for kids who are sitting the, the nicest and the quietest. I'm gonna pick. Let's see here. I'm going to pick Savannah, and then I'm going to pick someone from over here. Um, let's see here. I'm going to pick Shaylee, and then I need one more. See, I always feel bad because I want to pick everyone, but I can't today. I'm going to pick, let's see here. I'm going to pick Monty. Monty, come on up. All right, so if you are one of Shaylee's parents, one of Monty's parents, or one of Savannah's parents, please come on up quickly as possible would be fantastic. No, no discussing. All right, Monty, I'm going to let you pick your gift first. You can't peek in it. You can't peek. Just pick one. You want that one? All right. All right. Shaylee, which one? That one? All right. So, all right. So, Pastor Andrew has a timer, okay? So, you can't open it. So, you have to hold the gift for your mom. You have to hold the gift for your dad. So, stand up. Stand up. All right. No peeking, parents. So, when the timer begins... That's when we can start. You only have 30 seconds to see, and guess you're going to feel inside the bag. There's something in there, and you have to try and figure out what it is. It's nothing gross. It's nothing that you're going to be like, are you kidding me? No, it's awesome. because we Yes, and then if you know what it is, yell it out as loud as you can. All right. Are we ready with the timer? All right. On your marks, get set, go. All right. Feel around. No peeking. Reindeer right headband. Is that what it is? Oh, we have a candy-filled candy cane. Is that what it is? Let's look. Pull it out. Yours, you got the hard one. All right, you got it. You cannot eat the candy until after service. Okay. All right. It's it's related to Christmas. It's a Christmas tree habit. It's really close, but you're still going to get it. We have some Christmas tree sunglasses is what it is, actually. Pretty fun, so you can put those on. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Can you give our awesome contestants here a round of applause? So fun. So cute. Awesome. Chaley, take the bag. Go sit down. Don't eat the candy until after service. And you have to ask parents. I always try to, like, have them ask you before they actually eat candy. All right. Wow, this is so much fun. I don't get to hang out with all of you adults very often. So we're going to have some fun here today. Um, I know. We have a big present here, and it's so much fun. So, like... Before Actually, before we get started, shh, we're just going to go ahead and pray. All right, so everybody, kids, close your eyes, fold your hands. We're going to pray really quick just to kind of calm us down. Father, I just thank you so much just for this awesome Sunday, God. I just thank you that we get to just learn about you today. We get to just learn about how much you love us. And god we just thank you that as the Christmas season is just coming that we get to celebrate you all season long and forever. And we just love you and we just thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. So, when I was a kid, okay? We had this tradition on Christmas Eve that every Christmas Eve night, us kids would get to open up a gift. And of course, you know, on Christmas there's so many gifts, but we didn't get to pick which gift we would get to open. Mom would have to go under the Christmas tree, and she would get to pick out which gift we would get to open. And as a kid, me and my brothers were just sitting on the couch, just like eyeballing all of the gifts, just kind of hoping that this year Mom would pick the biggest ones under the tree. But it never actually happened that they were the ones that we were looking at. But that was okay. We were still super excited. And so we would open those gifts on Christmas Eve night, and every year we got a new fuzzy warm pair of pajamas and we loved it we loved going to bed in new pajamas on Christmas Eve but I will say it took me many years to realize that every year we had gotten the same gift so each year I was still thinking well maybe I got something on my Christmas list and then finally I was old enough and I was like oh we get pajamas but it took a long time but I still had that hope right that I was going to get something on my Christmas list And the thing is, once we opened up our pajamas, we loved them, and we would, of course, have to go put on our pajamas, and then we'd have to do kind of like a little model show for mom and dad just to see how good we looked in our cute Christmas pajamas. But then that meant we had to go to bed. But let me tell you, there is nothing more exciting than going to bed on Christmas Eve as a child, right? Kids, do you get super excited when you go to bed on Christmas Eve? Because you know that the next morning you're going to wake up And there's going to be gifts, and you're going to get fun things. And it's just so exciting, right? And I remember when I was little, I would just lay in bed. I would have the hardest time falling asleep. But I would lay in bed, and I would just dream about what the next day was going to be like, what I was going to get, what was going to be in my stocking. And I was just so excited because everybody was just going to be happy. And so as we go along in this whole service today, I want you guys just to take that mindset of what it's like as a little kid, or even if you're an adult and you still get as excited as a little kid, but I just want you to like keep in that mindset of that excitement and that hope that you have inside of you that you might just get something on your Christmas list, because it's going to be super fun. And like I said, we're talking about the letter O in the word hope today, which stands for open. Everybody say open. 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 So we're going to have a gift that we're going to be opening today, and... There are some good things in here. But before we can open this gift, I just need to tell you that I love having objects when I teach things. And the kids know that. It's just so much more exciting, right? So this gift isn't just a gift bag. It's going to represent someone. And I'm going to read a few verses. And I need all of you to try and figure out through these verses if you can figure out who this big bag is going to represent. Are you ready? All right, here we go. I'm going to be reading from Luke 1, 26 through 33. And it says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered, Alright, so, there's a lot of verses there, but in these verses, I have kids already raising their hands, yep. In these verses, you can see that Mary was chosen to give birth to the greatest gift of all. Now, if you know the answer to who this gift is going to represent, on the count of three kids, I want you to shout it out loud. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Jesus, that's right. Parents, adults, did you guys get that too? I hope you guys got it too. It's is going to represent Jesus. See, God gave us the greatest gift of all. He sent his own son, Jesus, down to this earth so that way we could have a relationship with him. Have you, okay, yep. and have you guys ever had like a birthday party or maybe it was at Christmas and you were opening this really cool gift and you thought you had gotten everything out of the package, but then the person who gave you the gift told you to like look in again because you missed something? That's super exciting, right? Because you thought you had gotten everything that you could have thought in the package, but then you realize you didn't. Well, that's the kind of gift that Jesus is. He's like the gift that just keeps on giving. Right when you think there possibly couldn't be any more that Jesus could offer, there possibly couldn't be any more that he wants to give, he's over there telling you, hey, look in the package again. I have more and more and more that I want to give you. And there are so many different gifts that Jesus has for us and so many things that he wants to give us. But today we're only going to be talking about three things out of a ton that he wants to give us. So, inside of this gift bag that represents Jesus are three different gifts. And we're just going to see what is inside of here for the first one, all right? Should I take some of the wrapping paper out and make it a little more dramatic? (laughs) All right. We have a snowflake with a word on it. Can anybody from out there read what it says? What does it say? It says joy, right? So the first gift that we're going to be talking about today is joy. Okay, I'm going to just set it on the ground there. We just won't forget that we're talking about joy, right? All right, so I'm going to read a verse really quick. It's 1 Peter 1, verses 8 and 9, and it says this. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. In this verse, I love how it says that if you believe in him, you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. In other words, when we open our hearts to Jesus and choose to receive all that he has for us and to decide to develop that personal relationship with him, he will fill us with an inexpressible joy. Now, does that mean that all of a sudden, if we open our hearts to him, that our life will just be so easy that it's it's easy to be joyful all the time with no bumps or pivots or whatever hard times in our lives? Absolutely not. It says in John 16, 33 that we are going to have troubles in this world, but that we're supposed to take heart because Jesus has already overcome the world. But it just means that when we open our hearts to Jesus and we decide to receive it and all that he has for us, that we will be able to find joy in the midst of the hardships that come towards us. It says in John 15, 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. When things are going well for us, that's when it's really easy for us to be excited, to be joyful, to be happy about life. But it's when the hard times come, it's when the troubles come, that it is hard for us to be happy. That's when we tend to sink into that depression or that sadness, that anxiety, that loneliness. But you see, joy, it comes from that consistent relationship with Jesus Christ. When our lives are like intertwined and wrapped around his, that's when he will help us walk through all the troubles that come, and he will, not, he will help us to not fall down into the crippling lows Of the depression or the sadness but he will help us to have joy even when it might seem really hard okay sorry if they spilled the candy monty why don't you put it in the bag yes put it in the bag that way there we go sorry okay I kind of got distracted there, and so now I'm trying to refocus. All right, so the joy <laughs> the joy of living with Jesus daily is what's going to keep us level-headed. It's going to keep us level-headed no matter what high or low circumstances might be coming at us or how the big the problems may seem in our lives. But here's the key is that we have to spend time with Jesus. Have you guys ever been... Uh, in a situation where maybe you woke up one morning and it was just not your morning. You woke up late, maybe. You didn't shower the night before because you were planning to wake up in time to shower, but you didn't, so your hair is greasy. You just don't really smell good, but you don't have time to shower. So, girls, you know, we just drench our hair with like dry shampoo, trying to make it look like it's not greasy, even though we all know that it is greasy, and try to just cover up the fact that we're just not put together. But then you leave the house and you go and you're supposed to go help somebody with something. And so you arrive at this person's house, and that person is just so excited to see you. He's so excited that you're there to help them and so grateful and appreciative that you're there. And the more time that you hang around that person, the more time that you're with them the more their joy and excitement kind of rubs off on you. And then the more that you feel like you're actually having a good day again. That's the thing, you guys, is the more time we spend with Jesus, the more he's going to be able to rub his joy off on us, to be able to fill us with joy. But you have to be willing to open your hearts to receiving it because he's not going to force it on you. He wants you to be open and willing to receiving it because that's just who he is. He has it all for you but are you going to be willing to receive it? And joy is just one of the amazing things that God wants to give us. We love joy, but it gets even better. Let's see here. What's going to be in the gift bag? Got to dig around a little bit. One at a time. No peeking. I'm peeking because I know which one I need. Does anybody see what it says? Peace. It says peace. So gift number two that we're talking about. So we just talked about how if we open our hearts to Jesus, one of the gifts that He wants to give us is joy. Right now, the second one we're gonna talk about is peace. Everybody say peace. 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 Gotta put a little bit of peace in it. Got a little sway. Alright, so gift number two is peace. So in the Bible, there it talks Um, It describes peace in three different ways that relate to God. The first one is peace from God, and Paul uses this as an introduction to his letters, and it reminds us that our peace comes as a gift from God. The second one is peace with God, and this one describes the relationship that we enter um, into with God through the work that Jesus finished on earth. And the third one is the peace of God. And I'm going to be talking about the peace of God for just a moment. All right? All right, kids, everybody say peace of God. Peace of God. There we go. All right. Philippians 4-7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In this verse, when it talks about the peace of God that transcends or surpasses all understanding, it isn't saying that it's senseless and therefore impossible for us to understand, but that it is beyond our ability to understand, to comprehend, and to be able to explain it. So therefore, we need to be able to experience the peace of God to really understand what it feels like to have it in our lives. Then the verse goes on to say that it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So This is what the peace of God does for us. It is on guard over our hearts and over our minds. It wants to guide us and it wants to direct us into understanding that God is in control so that we we don't have to spend our whole life worrying and wondering and being concerned about what's going to happen and being afraid of what could happen because we already know that God has it figured out. God has it in control. And we can trust him with everything because he is a good God. And the more time that we spend with God, he will begin and continue to transform our hearts into really understanding what it feels like, no matter what, to have God in control. If you are feeling anxious or uneasy or you just feel like you're worrying a ton about things, turn your worries into prayers. If you want to worry less, then you need to pray more. 1 Peter 5-7 says, turn all your worries over to him because he cares about you. This is literally telling us that we are supposed to give Jesus everything we're scared of. Everything that we're worried about. And he will take all of those things and he will replace it with his peace. Because that's the kind of God he is. He's a good God. But this isn't just saying that we should give him some of the things that we're worried about and then hold on to all the other things that we want to control and to handle on our own. This is saying that we're supposed to give everything over to him. And the awesome part is is because he cares about us he wants us to give him all of the hard things in our lives because he cares about us and he loves us when i was in my second year of college it was quite the year um before school had started i had been in a relationship and it wasn't a good one um and so like a couple weeks before school started that guy broke up with me and so my heart was like crushed and i was in this like emotional heartbreak and then the school year started And I went to a really small school, so there was like only 15 of us in my class. So it was very small, and um, my friends that I had from the year before, I had some really good girlfriends, and they decided that they didn't want to be my friend anymore, even though we were in college and adults, and they decided that they were just not going to talk to me. And after school had ended, I learned that it was because they knew that I was going through a hard time, and then because I was going through that hard time. They didn't feel like dealing with me and helping me through it. So that whole school year, I was very lonely. I spent a lot of time by myself, just kind of crying. I was broken. That was also the same year that we found out that my mom had that bump on her head that was cancerous. She doesn't have it anymore. But that was that same year. So when that happened too, I was just like devastated. I was scared. And I was like, I remember just sitting there praying to God, saying, God, can you just give me a week where I can just feel like I can breathe because there's just so much that keeps coming at me that I felt like I just couldn't breathe anymore. And I would spend every single morning with him in my Devo time crying my eyes out. I was so broken. I was so alone. But it was in those moments when I was broken and in those moments when it was just Jesus and I. We were just sitting together and I was crying and I didn't really have a lot to say sometimes. I would just sit there and cry. And he would just hold me. He would just hold me and tell me it's going to be okay. And I would ask him for strength. But he didn't just make everything disappear. But he began to shape my heart and my character in those moments. And he began to form me into the the young lady that he wants me to be. And sometimes he uses those hard situations to be able to do that. And so then after the school year started, I entered into a season of just blessing. And the thing is, though that I forgot to say, is before my school year started, before anything had happened, I had made a covenant and a commitment to God saying, no matter how bad things get, I promise God that I will not give up, I will show up, I will be with you. And so I did that. I stayed consistent with that promise that I made to him, even when my life felt like it was in shambles. But then the school year ended, and God brought me to Siren, Wisconsin, which I never thought would happen, but he brought me here. And I had entered into just a season of blessing after all of those things that I went through. And I got to come and be a part of Adventure Church. And I got blessed with just an amazing church family. And God gave me my dream job, which is to work with all of these crazy, energetic kids every single week. That was what I wanted. And then God blessed me with a husband who loves me and who cares about me and who loves God more than anybody else that I know. And so even though I went through all that heartbreak, and I went through all of that stuff, God replaced all of those things that I was going through, and he gave me something better, which is really awesome. So if you're going through a storm that is huge, or might just seem overwhelming to you, and is making you full of anxiety, just don't hold back on God. Get on your knees, pray, and seek his peace. He's waiting for you to be willing to receive all that he has for you. Cast all of your worries on him. Get rid of them. Give them to him. Because he cares about you. He wants to hear it. He wants to be there with you. But that doesn't mean that your storms will just magically disappear. But it will get a lot easier to get through it all because you know that you're walking it through him, through it with him. God loves each and every one of us so much that he doesn't want us to miss out on what it's like to walk through life with him. He wants to be a part of it because it's amazing. And he has so much to offer us. But there's still one more gift that we have to discover inside this bag. We'll see. Ooh. It's a what? Ooh, look at that. It's even floating. It is a heart blend. Does anybody know what the next, the next gift could be? Love. It's love. That's right. Good job, kids. I'm so proud of you. The third gift that we're going to be talking about is love. And Romans eight, five or five. Romans eight, thirty-five through thirty-nine says, But who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or danger or sword? As it is written, For you or for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. These verses have one of the most comforting promises in all of scripture. People have always gone through hardships. They've always gone through hard times, whether it was persecution, sickness, being thrown into prison for their faith, or even death. And those things could have caused these people to have fear that maybe they had been abandoned um, by Christ. But Paul exclaims that it's impossible to be separated from the love of Christ. His death for us is proof of his unconquerable love. Nothing can stop Christ's constant presence with us. God tells us how great his love is, so that way we can feel secure in Him. If we believe these overwhelming assurances, we will be the ones that won't be afraid. Romans 5, 5-8 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners. These are amazing words. God sent Jesus to die for us. Not because we were good enough, but because he loved us. Whenever you feel uncertain of God's love, remember that he loved you even before you were turning to him, even before you even had one eye on him. He loved you more than anything. A lot of the time, people like to try and compare God's love to somebody that they knew or that they know or somebody they have in their life. Or sometimes they like to make excuses saying that, you know, God couldn't possibly be a loving father because, I mean, look at the, the father that he gave me here on earth. And they like to make those excuses, which is totally wrong because God's love isn't like anybody else's love in this room his love is so much greater than everybody. If we were to put everybody's love together and combine it, God's love surpasses all of that. It's way huger, way bigger than any of that. God is love. That's who he is, period. That is just who he is. He doesn't only love us when we're doing really good in life, when we're successful, making lots of money, and when we're happy all the time. He loves us at every season of our life. And he loves each and every one of us so much, and there's nothing that can separate us from that love that God has for us. He has sent his son down to earth because he saw the brokenness in this world, and he saw how much we were hurting, and he knew that we need to to understand what his love looked like. One of the biggest things that God has really been teaching me lately is that about his love is that no matter what my emotions are telling me, no matter what I'm feeling, that he will always love me. There have been many a times where I've sat on the couch and I felt like, you know, God, I don't feel like you love me. I'm feeling this way. You know, these are what my emotions are telling me. Maybe I had said something or done something that wasn't good. And Satan likes to plant those lies saying, oh, that's it, you're not loved anymore. He couldn't possibly love you anymore. Look at what you've done, look what you said, or you're just not a lovable person. But the thing is, is that God has been teaching me to learn to turn off my emotions with that, to turn off what I'm feeling, because what I'm feeling doesn't matter. It's what the word of his truth says. His word is truth. So if his word says that he loves me, then I need to go by what his word says, not by what my emotions are telling me this day, because let's be honest, our emotions are not consistent at all. We feel one thing, then we feel the next thing. But God's word is very consistent. It's very true. And so we need to remember that we can't rely on what we're feeling, but we need to rely on what God's word says. God has so much love for each and every one of us. He so badly wants us to open our hearts to him so that way we, you guys and we can all feel the love that he wants to give us. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to be best friends with you. He wants us to talk with you and he wants to tell you what he thinks about you and he thinks really awesome things. He thinks you're amazing, all of you. He he sees so much potential and he just loves you. And the thing is, is you have to be the ones willing to receive his love. He's not gonna force it on you. He wants you to have it, but he won't force you. So you have to decide whether you're gonna be the one willing to receive it. Joy, peace, love are just three gifts out of literally a ton. We could probably talk for hours about all of the things that God wants to give us. These are just 3 of the things that he wants to give us and he so badly wants to show you all of them. But we have to decide whether we're going to be the ones open to doing it. So this Christmas season, as time gets busy, as you know, you're going Christmas shopping, as you're having family over, I just want all of you just to just take a moment and just to think like, have I really opened my heart to receiving peace? Maybe you're going through something, I don't know. Have I really opened my heart to having joy in all circumstances, even though it doesn't feel like we should? Or have I really opened my heart to understanding what it feels like to live in God's love? So this Christmas season, I just want all of us just to take a moment and just think about receiving all that God wants for us and to open our hearts into doing that. I'm just going to pray really quick to god i just thank you so much just for your your joy your peace your love god i just thank you so much that you want to give us these things and it's not a thing that you're just forcing on us but god that it will make our lives so much more exciting and more joyful god when we just open our hearts to you father we just give you the rest of this day and we just thank you for your goodness in jesus name amen thank you for listening to this week's message from adventure church if this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us. You can make an easy and safe donation on our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com give. Thank you for your generous donation.